0: Thank you, Holy Spirit. Keep coming, Holy Spirit. Keep coming. Thank you. Thank you for the rivers of living water that are on the inside of us. I thank you for that river in Ezekiel 47 that flows from the throne of God. I thank you that we are your temple, your dwelling place. Flow, river, flow. Flow, river. Flow with joy. Flow with healing. Flow with righteousness. Flow with peace. Flow. 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 I thank you, Holy Spirit. You are powerful an unstoppable force of love. And so everything that sets itself up against the knowledge of you, Lord, we tear it down right now in Jesus' name. Every bondage, every boundary, every elemental spirit, every philosophy, every tradition, every bit of falsehood, we thank you that we have authority over it and we take authority over it now in Jesus' name and we come on, river of God, flow. Flow, Holy Spirit. It's the life and the energy of heaven. You just receive. Don't worry if you're not manifesting like someone else next to you. Just receive. Jesus said, Whoever eats of me or drinks of me, the The river, the water that I give him will become an eternal wellspring of life that's bubbling up on the inside of you. you. If you know Christ, you have an eternal wellspring of life that's bubbling up on the inside of you. It's the Holy Spirit flowing and bubbling on the inside. Jesus also said in John 7, said anyone who's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And out of his inner being will flow rivers of living water. You know, if you're in Christ, whether you know this or not, whether you experience it in a manifestation or not, the river of God is always flowing to you. And the river of God is always, which is a river of love and of joy and of peace, always flowing to you. And then the river of God is always flowing through you. To bring about his purpose and his plan, his will, his joy, his life, his freedom, his righteousness, his peace. The river's always flowing through you. And when rivers flow through, uh, particularly rivers that are in a flood, they rearrange the landscape. Are you ready for your landscape to be rearranged? Are you ready for your thoughts to be rearranged? That's what the Holy Spirit's coming to do. And then he's always flowing, as he's flowing through us, he's always flowing out of us. You know, and, and as we've been, if you want to, if you're standing and receiving, carry on standing. If you, if you want to sit and you're getting uncomfortable, just sit, do, do whatever you want. But, um, you know, be comfortable, but just remain in a po- place of, a posture of receiving and of experiencing God. And we'll have people who are just going to go around and keep laying hands on you. So don't, so, um, you know, just listen and receive at the same time. You know, as Kate was saying, and as, all, as worship was happening, you know, that as worship, we were focusing on the reality of our position in Christ Jesus. You know, we were able to receive of the Holy Spirit because we're in Christ. We're able to walk in the, and, and, and receive the river of life that's bubbling up on the inside and flowing out of us. We're able to receive that river because we're in Christ Jesus. It's not because of our own merit, it's not because of our own works, it's because of the righteousness of Christ, the finished work of the cross and because we now in the Father's good pleasure he's placed us into Christ and that Christ is in us and that we are in Christ and so we get to receive because Christ is already on the inside of us. It's a wellspring of life that's bubbling up on the inside. You know, Jesus said, I'm going to go and make a place for you, John 14. And then he says, I'm going to return, but I'm going to, and then I'm going to take you to be with me. And then he says, but I have to leave you now. And he says, okay, but I'm going to send you another just like me. Another helper, another person just like me. You know him because he's with you and he will be in you. And so the Holy Spirit is God's answer for us, one for us by the power of the cross because of the freedom of Jesus and because of him setting us free and the Father placing us in Christ, in here into the Father by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit receiving and experiencing the Holy Spirit is our inheritance. And because Jesus said, if anyone, if you love me, you're going to listen to my commandments. And, if, and it's just really saying, because the test of love is what we do with it. Do we accept the love or do we reject the love? And as we accept the love, Jesus says, now me and my father, we're going to come and make our home in you. You can just put your hand over your heart and you can say, welcome home. Because this is home. You know, this is home. It's not just that God's out there. He's actually taken up residence within you, on the inside of you. He's become part of you. He's become one with you. You are now one spirit with him. You are now in Christ Jesus. You're in Christ. So take another drink of Christ. Take another drink. Just receive Christ, the truth, that we're seated with him in heavenly places, that your address is heaven, not earth, that you're living in another realm. You're living in the realm of the spirit, not in the realm of the natural, but in the realm of the spirit. We are living in that realm of the spirit. And the Father's coming to remove every blockage and every hindrance because he has life abundance for us. Good good works, as as I preached a couple of weeks ago from Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. You know, we are in in the um, good news translation. It says, God has made us who we are. And in our union with him, he has created us for a life of good works, which he has created in advance for us to do. Our union with Christ, our receiving of the Holy Spirit is unto a purpose. It's unto a purpose of, of, of living for eternity with God. Jesus said in John 17, this is eternal life that they may know me, that they may know the Father and that they would know who he sent, me, Jesus. And that we would live for eternity, that, that eternal life would be a living and a knowing of the goodness of God and a an place of encounter and joy. You know, and as I was praying yesterday, I just saw a picture of a brook and I immediately thought of David and his, uh, you know, and going to when Goliath is standing up and he's saying, hey, you know, he's, he's jeering the armies of the Lord and I immediately saw a brook with stones on it and I felt like the Lord's saying, "I'm, pick up stones to throw at Goliath. They started to speak to me. You can read the story in 1 Samuel 17 about Goliath and it is a giant, his body armor wore, he, the, the, the body armor that he wore weighed 125 pounds. That's a that's a heavy dude. He's a giant. And, and all the Israelites were looking at him going, ah, we can't do anything. Ah, the things in our, you know, our enemies are too big. Ah. But it takes one man. It takes a David. David means beloved. Goliath. Interestingly, Goliath means uncovering or revealing. And when I thought about that, I admit, you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. What happened in Genesis chapter three when Eve was there in the, in, in the, in, you know, in the garden, the enemy comes along and he says, hey, did God really say not to eat from any tree? And she says, well, actually, God says, to, I can eat from anything, but not from this tree in the middle because if we touch it or eat it, we'll die. And he says, well, you know, actually... God's holding out on you and he what he does is he uncovers and he reveals this tree is really good actually if you eat this tree you're going to get to the point where you have the difference you know the difference between the knowledge of good and evil and if you eat this tree you're going to become like God and it says that an eve's saw it, and her eyes were uncovered, and she saw that the fruit was good, and it was nice to eat, and it was good for making wise. She took it upon herself to live not in the realm of the Spirit, not in the realm of the life of God, not in the realm of being in Christ Jesus, because Christ Jesus was the tree of life in the garden, but she took it upon herself to eat from the knowledge of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and she started to make decisions. All of a sudden, she became full of sin she disobeyed, disobeyed God. But the sin was, now I know. It's been uncovered. I'm, I'm naked, I'm ashamed, I can, I can see. And there was like an uncovering, and in and, 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 and a sense, of, a birthing in that moment of a separation from God, and a birthing in that moment where, as humanity, we started to see with our eyes, a revealing and an uncovering of things that God never intended us to see. And those things, the knowledge of good and evil, those things that we've looked at, the things of, of our lives, that we've, we measure our lives by. The, the, in Colossians 2, it says it's the elemental spirits of the world. It's hollow philosophy and tradition and empty religion. And there's a, those things have become Goliaths in our lives. Giants, I was just talking to Joanne this morning. Joanne said, There's, there's so many people after I preached, I presume after I preached last couple of Sundays ago, and it was just, we we're just stirring, you know, God's stirring us for the more, the prophetic words are stirring us. It's a time of freedom and breakthrough. And Joanne's saying, There's so many of us who are coming and saying, We need help, and that's wonderful. But here's the thing you already have the spirit of life on the inside of you. And, and what we need, so you we become really aware of our giants, right? We've become really aware of the giants in our lives. We've become aware of the giants in our personality that are, that are mocking us and that are holding us back from the Lord. We've become aware of the giants in the land that we see of, you know, just issues in the land and we're like, ah, oh, this, is, this is too much. These giants are too big. But I've got good news for you. We have a David, a beloved. Jesus, our true David. Jesus, our true beloved. Jesus, our true giant slayer who has come and he's chopped off the head of Goliath. Colossians chapter two, it says this. It says that he has um, disarmed the his enemies. He's made a public spectacle of them, triumphing them over the cross. Did you know that the cross is the is what 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 we see with David and Goliath, which is you know just speaks of a greater reality in the spirit. That what we see with David and Goliath is we see the beloved. And in fact, Jesus is called the the root of the tribe of Jesse. That he sits on the throne of David, and he, and it's the beloved son who comes to chop off the Goliath's head of all the sin and the enemy and the works of the devil and the world and he completely sets, the, sets us free. And so you have the giant slayer on the inside of you. Can I say that again? You have the giant slayer on the inside of you. And whatever giants that you're currently facing in your life whether it's giants of, you know, issues that, you, you know, of, of personal issues, things like rejection, things like abandonment, things like fear that just seem intractable and unable to move. Things like difficult relationships, things like loneliness and abandonment that seem like they're never going to change. I've got good news for you. That giant's head can come off. Because you have the giant slayer on the inside of you. The powerful one, the Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And so, again, I reiterate, as I reiterated a couple of weeks ago, it's good to have people around you to help you get breakthrough, but you have the number one person to give you breakthrough. You have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You have the power of God. You are one with Christ. You are seated with him in heavenly places. You are full of the anointing of God. You are seated ruling far above all principality and power and dominion and name and everything that can be named. You are above that. You name fear. Well, guess what? Jesus is above it. You name abandonment. Well, guess what? Jesus is above it. You name racism in the land. Well, guess what? Jesus is above it. And he's come to destroy the giants in our lives. And he's come to destroy the giants in this land. No, because we're in Christ, because Christ is in us, because we have the giant slayer on the inside of us, what does that make us? Giant slayers. That's right, my wife got it. What are you? What are you? Why? Okay, that was a really dumb question to ask because I just heard like 50 voices that just washed out everything. I think somebody said it's because we have Christ on the inside of us. Duncan said it. I'm sure there's others of us that said it as well. And this isn't triumphalism. This is truth. This isn't triumphalism. This is a definite hope and reality. Ash and I, we've been moving house Well, not moving. We're trying to sell our house at the moment. And um, what a process that is. I think one day I'm going to have a sermon that's lessons from moving house. That touches on all manner of things like being prepared when Jesus, you know, being prepared for guests to come and keeping things tidy. But the thing that struck me the most at the moment uh, is that that, um, it's amazing how much clutter we put up with in our lives. And I'm the worst. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I have borderline hoarding capabilities, you know. You know, every house has a man drawer. You're familiar with the man drawer, you know, half batteries that you don't know how long they last and keys that you don't know what they belong to, but you just can't throw them away. And, you know, other things like that. In fact, Michael McIntyre has a great sketch online. It's a little rude, but he has this great sketch about the man drawer. I have four man drawers. Not just one. I have four, I think. Last time I was counting, Ash will probably tell you that I've got more. Right. And there's so much clutter. And there's jobs that I've had to do that i put off for years and years and years. You know, like putting garage door openers in that would be really make it easy because you press a button rather than going to... ah, ah. You know, and I haven't done it. And there's painting and there's other things that we just haven't done. You know, if you'd come to my house... You know, for the last two years, you would have seen my kitchen cabinets had different colored paint on them. And you would have said, hey, what are you doing? You're painting your cabinets? I'm like, yes. When are you going to do it? I don't know. I started two years ago. <laughs> my wife is very long suffering. God bless her. I think more of, hers, more of me is rubbed off on her than her on me in that regard because she's really tidy and likes to get things done. Anyway, all that to say, I've just, it just makes me so much aware of how much clutter and how much junk and how much stuff I'm willing to put up with in my life, how much of the things that I know to do, I don't yet want to do because I just can't be bothered. Wow. And it actually takes the thought of upgrade to make me do it. Because wow. at the moment, we're looking at a nice house and an upgraded house that requires more painting. Jesus, please help me. But it's definitely an upgrade. And we put up with things in our lives until we realize that actually we don't have to because there's upgrade in the spirit. Because of what Jesus has already done for us. Because we're living in the reality of heaven. And so, you know, you're a giant slayer. And some of you, there's been assignments against your life right from the very start. I think maybe all of us, I'm still kind of working this through, I'm not quite sure how it works, but I'm aware of that. The things that God calls us to, the purpose that he calls us to, I think the enemy looks in and he sets assignments against us to barrier, to to, to stop us from that. But Jesus says, you know, God's purpose and God's plan is to allow those things to actually train our hands for war, Psalm 18, that we're training our hands, he trains us to bend a bow of bronze, and so he allows those things to come into our lives to a... Enable us to push and to stretch and to learn and to grow and to have victory, right? But I believe there's some of us who have that have assignments against us that are coming against us for the whole of our lives that are actually to do with our um, our calling and our destiny. if you're called to preach it's a muteness if you're called to see in the spirit it's a blindness if it's if you're called to to have strategy in, from heaven it's actually a rationality that can't help you that can't let you get above that but the glorious news is that the giant slayer has come and the anointing that's prophesied in Isaiah 61, where it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to so what is He anointed me to preach good news to the poor, the recovery of sight to the blind, set the captives free, deaf ears open, blind, ears, uh, blind eyes open, mute spirits being cast out, and hearts that understand and know him, so that we can press fully into our destiny and our calling. And the good news is the... The giant slayer, the anointed one on the inside of you, is actually going to undo and reverse every effect of those assignments from birth so that you can fulfill your calling and your destiny in Christ. Here's the thing. Are you going to be a giant slayer? Or are you going to be one of those quivering in the corner saying, I can't do it, it's too scary? That went silent. You you have all the tools that you need. You know, David just had five five small stones. Not a lot. Just had five little stones. And then he used the weapon of the enemy. Had five stones that he picked from the brook. He's like, you know, what rose up within David was, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the armies of God? What the heck are we doing tolerating this nut job? Why aren't you you guys doing it? What? You guys are the armies of the Lord. He's the powerful one. Did you forget? And they're like, "Mm, mm, mm." yeah, but have you seen his spear? It's like, it's really long. And he's seen he's got six hands, six fingers on each hand. And it's weird. It's freaky. And he's got this 125 pound chainmail on that's like, how are we going to penetrate that? You know, I wouldn't be able to get anywhere near him before his long arms smack me over the head. Have you seen him? And they're making all these excuses about how they've got this and how they've got that and how they can't do this and how they can't do that. And David walks up with a giant slayer on the inside of him and he says, hey, listen, everybody, this isn't, this isn't good. This isn't right. I'm taking that things into my own hands. I have the anointing. I have the power. I have the glory of God on the inside. I've fought lions and bears. I've, he's trained my hand for war. I'm going to get what I've got, my t- five little stones, and I'm going to fling them at that guy. And guess what He does. He flings it and he says the first stone sinks right into his head. And then he runs up and he gets this massive sword that, is, that the giant's got, which must be probably about as big as David, right? And he gets this sword and I can just imagine him going... <laughs> 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 and his head rolls off. And of course all the army they'd all go Woo and then off they go and all the Philistines go Ah and run away. You might have things that feel like giants in your life. We might have things in our society that look like giants. Things that are intractable, things that are difficult, things that we know are we ever going to get breakthrough. Things that just stand over there and jeer and mock and call names and just say, who the heck do you think you are? You're so small, you're so puny, you're so insignificant. Whether it's you as an individual or you as us corporately. And we look at it and we think, how on earth are we ever going to get through? Well, in our own strength, we're like the Philistines. We've got nothing. Just fear and quaking. Did I say the Israelites? But you have the spirit of the giant slayer. The very beloved son, David, son of David, Jesus, Yeshua, the anointed one, the savior, the redeemer, the liberator, who's coming, who's here, whose passion and whose desire is to set us free. And to turn us and those very things that had have, that have been in our lives, there's been assignments against us as the enemy, those very things that the enemy has used to torment us are the very things that the Holy Spirit wants to use to run after the enemy and to bring destruction to them. I was thinking, I was reading, uh, actually I was praying yesterday and I was just praying into some stuff, you know, because I want you to know since I preached last time and I shared with you about some of my deliverance, I've had some more. I'm like, again, better out than in. But I'm pressing in. Why? Because it's freedom. I'm pressing in. Why? Because Christ is in me. I'm pressing in. Why? Because the anointing is here. I'm pressing in. Why? Because there's a world that needs an encounter with Jesus. I'm pressing in because my family needs me. I'm pressing in because there's more. And I don't want anything to hinder. So I'm pressing in, so I'm praying last night and I'm praying and I'm, and I'm thinking about this assignment and, I, and, and, and for me, one of those things, I think there was three things that the Lord was showing to me. was a blindness, a muteness and a deafness. Spiritually, obviously. And Erica prophesied this a few weeks ago about the Lord removing blindness. But a blindness, you know, I'm, I'm called, the things that I'm called to require me to have eyes to see in the spirit. The things that I'm called to require me to have ears to hear in the spirit. The things that I'm called to require me to actually have a voice that speaks those things. And so some of the assignment that the enemy is trying to get is to come with a spirit that blinds, a spirit that deafens, and a spirit that holds your voice back. Maybe there's lameness. Maybe there's captivity. Maybe there's parts of you, things of you that are held captive, callings, destinies, Joy, life, freedom, those things that are there. But the, you know, Isaiah 61, I just the Holy Spirit had me start to pray this. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor and to send, set the recovery of sight to the blind. And I realize I have to preach that to myself. The anointing is for myself first. And then as, as, as I get, my eyes get opened and my, my, you know, my, my, my mouth gets loose and all those things that have been holding me back in whatever form, then I actually get to release the life and the anointing of heaven around me. And it's not that I need to have all of those things sorted before I get to do that, but, it, you know, but there's a process where they go hand in hand together. Right? It's a a dovetailing because the reality is we're one with Christ. We have the anointing and we're being filled with the anointing. We're perfected in Christ and we're being perfected in Christ. And his plan and his purpose is good. I'm going to finish by reading Colossians chapter 2. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. Anything that sets itself up other than Christ, anything that says to you that you are not seated with Christ in heavenly places and that you are now one with him because you've accepted him into your life, anything that says you have to earn his favor and his, you have to behave in a certain way to get to do that, anything that's, that's about taking you outside of Christ and causing you to look in and say, I wish I was there, that's actually not God. Right. Not, so we're living according to Christ. For, listen to this. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Now just take a moment to put your hand over your heart and say, I have been filled in Christ. I have the, uh, the one who is full of authority on the inside of me. I have the one who is the ruler over everything on the inside of me. In him you, you also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without, without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him forever united, joined, fused in union with him that you were raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. There's the Goliath, the thing that's been there, that's been holding you, the knowledge, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what's right and what's wrong. Instead of a life, he's taken it out and he's chopped it head off. All the demands, all the things, all the enemies that saying this is what you haven't done, all the jeers and all the taunts. Jesus has said, I've chopped its head off, don't listen to it anymore. Yeah. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in Christ Jesus. The triumphant one. Let's just take a moment just to... I want to invite you to stand if you would, please. Let's invite you. Let's let's just worship the triumphant one. The true David who's chopped off the Goliath of sins and the devil's head. The true David that's brought the tree of life, Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah, that is the tree of life, that's enabled us to disconnect from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and reconnect to life and life abundant and and reconnect to purpose and reconnect to joy and reconnect to heaven. We worship you, Jesus. We honor you. Come on, lift up your voices. Don't let me do all of the the talking. I know I've got the microphone, but just let that go. Let that just thank you, Deliverer. Thank you, deliverer. Thank you that you're our deliverer Lord. I thank you that you are our deliverer that you stand with us You've freed us. You've set us free from the law of sin and death. You've brought us into the life of heaven. I thank you for the life of heaven that's all around us. I thank you that we don't live in, in the law. We don't live in the natural, but we live in grace. We live in the supernatural dimension. I thank you that we live in a realm where everything is possible. I thank you, Lord, that even of things are impossible with us, all things are possible with you. And we worship you, Jesus, and we honor you, and we glorify your holy name. You are beautiful and magnificent and wonderful. 哈 Yes, Lord, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, with the authority that you've given me, Lord, I we sever every head of every Goliath that's in here right now, in Jesus' name. Everything that's coming against us, in Jesus' name, we sever it, Lord. Every assignment that's come against, or even from birth, some of my friends here, Lord, that stop them from fulfilling and entering into their calling, we take the sword of the Spirit, and we command you off right now, in Jesus' name, and we declare an un- a reversal and an undoing of all assignments from birth that will bring about Freedom and joy, and that we we declare and we decree, a stepping in a fresh stepping into purpose in Christ right now in Jesus' mighty name. Every every demon, every Goliath of rejection, every Goliath of abandonment, every Goliath of racism, every Goliath of, of national pride, every Goliath of fear, go right now, chop its head off right now in Jesus' name. Now listen, listen. Paul says, "See to it that no one takes you." It's your responsibility to step into what Christ has already done for you and to appropriate the power of the cross and to live in it. See to it that no one, right? See to it. I'm charging you. Hearing the Apostle Paul is the commission. It's already yours whether you like it or not. But I'm commissioning you and charging you today. See to it that you kill all the giants in the land. See to it that you take ownership of your own stuff. And you use the sword of the spirit and the precious blood of Jesus and the power of the word to stand on and to set us free. See to it that you walk in freedom and joy. See to it that you step into your purpose and your destiny. Because life's a whole lot better when you do. What happened? Israelites went from being oppressed to being the ones who were making the enemy run scared. Do you know that the charge for all of us is that we become people that when we enter the room, the enemy runs away? But you're not going to do that by your own strength. So take a moment, let's just lean back in last thing I want us to do together I want you to lean back in and reaffirm that you are already in Christ and just, just put your arms around and give yourself a hug because you're actually hugging Jesus and the Father who's made a home in you and welcome precious Holy Spirit this is home This is home.